Deck the halls with boughs of holly, fa la 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 la. Tis the season to be jolly, fa la 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 la. Done we now our gay apparel, fa la 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 la. Hey, carol, fa la 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 la. Take it, Russ. Fa la 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 la. The following program is in no way representative of the high quality programming usually heard on the Maverick Radio Network. The views expressed and fishing techniques demonstrated are not endorsed by this station. The following is not a news broadcast. Hi, Todd. How are you? I'm so great. Hey, remember me? Yes. I'm back. It's so great to see your face. Welcome to the five count. Hey, what's that? Is that Santa Claus I hear? This is a very special edition of the five count. It's Christmas time. Yeah, it's Christmas Eve with the five count. Part one of a two-part Christmas extravaganza. Or holiday extravaganza. If you're one of those people... I don't... Who's who now? People, we do like Christmas, or there's a war on Christmas? What do you mean? Are you asking me? Yeah, how do you feel about that? I feel like I have to stop these bells, because I'm going to let you in on something. You got bell bow? Before I answer your question... El, it's like tennis elbow, but exactly, with bells. Exactly. But then I threw in the... Okay, go ahead. <laughs> so, due to a lot of riding motorcycle without helmets or ear protection and shooting a lot of shotguns and other various handguns god you are so manly when i was a child (laughs) we're talking very young uh i have damaged my hearing so since probably around 10 to 12 years old i have had constant ringing in my ears and it fluctuates depending on what's going on or if I go to a loud concert or whatever. But for the most part, I just have a constant ringing, probably tinnitus. and Tinnitus. Yes. And uh, I've just gotten used to it over the years, so I usually don't notice it unless I try to. Just recently, within the last like month and a half, it has been flaring up. And today, for probably the last five, six hours... It's been extremely loud, and certain tonal frequencies, like those bells, set it off to where I almost can't hear, I can't even hear your voice almost, because the ringing is so unbelievably loud. So I had to stop the bells. Thank you so much for understanding. Now, to answer your question about Christmas, I love it. Thank you so much. 
done. That is the most unheartwarming, depressing, non-Christmassy story you could have possibly told. Well, it's just the thing that I'm going through. It's fine. I mean, it'll be fine. I'm alive. I'm here. Hey, I'm alive, too. In case you were out there, uh, you know, worried about me, I had uh, the the coroni, but I'm back now. I'm back, and I'm in the same room with Tun. He's a little nervous, but he got one of those uh, microchip Russian vaccinations. Yeah. So he feels totally comfortable with being uh, less than six feet away from me at all times. Actually, the vaccine did not work out for me. I was not able to get vaccinated because of the recent development where anyone who's had anaphylactic shock due to some allergic reaction uh, is warned very heavily against getting the vaccine. So um, I have experienced that, and therefore I've been warned against it. So no vaccine for me, uh, and my tinnitus is acting up. Probably whatever it is, but I'm here and I love it. Thank you so much, Dust, for having me. I'm very excited. It's Christmas time. I love it. The only thing I wish uh, we had more of was snow. Honestly, I would like to see some snow on the ground for Christmas. Well, Ton, I don't know how I could help you with that, but I would say I'm sorry to hear about your shocking your your history of shocks. I think um, the worst shock would probably be. The audience, if they came to find out there was no new episode of The Five Count. Yeah. So I'm so glad that we were able to get together, even though you're probably going to get sick, and it'll be a great shock to your family when you die because of uh, making great radio for no money. (laughs) A great shock to my family. Hope not. Ton, it's Christmas Eve. We've got a huge show tonight. Do we really? Uh, Just a disclaimer, uh, I did something, pulled something, pinched something in my neck. I have a major Yuletide neck pain going on. Cool. So if you hear me whimper or start to cry, it's probably because I looked to my right too quickly and hurt myself. Yeah, just pay no attention. If the show sucks, uh, that's one of many reasons. All right, cool. Let me tell you what's happening tonight, Ton. Christmas Eve, we've got exclusive interviews tonight three of them can you believe that by the looks of your face you're having trouble believing that that's a lot of interviews uh have you heard of the wonderful late great miss elva miller mrs miller do you know mrs miller i think so you did interview her once yes uh we actually interviewed her a long time ago and we just recently unearthed the audio oh, yeah. we thought it was lost okay but we found it we actually have two exclusive interviews with mrs miller yes and we have both of them for you tonight that was a great time i love this idea we also interviewed mrs miller's nephew jeff springer he's a guy who is involved in the new mrs miller album the first one in 50 years tongue wow it's uh it's big doings It's called A Christmas Gift from Mrs. Miller and Other Stocking Stuffers. So we're going to hear some Mrs. Miller tonight. That sounds amazing. You know what else came out? What? I am so excited for this ton, I can't even... Oh, man. This is like the biggest Christmas miracle ever. The fine folks at 1984 Publishing released the soundtrack to the film Silent Night, Deadly Night. What? The whole soundtrack on, like, red, naughty, punish vinyl. (laughs) Naughty! (laughs) 
It's got all the songs wow. on it that I stole off of the VHS tape years ago and have yeah. been playing on the show for the past 46 Christmases. Yes. Now we finally have like high definition on vinyl. Wow. Silent Night, Deadly Night, That's the soundtrack. Amazing. Did you get it ordered already? or what? Oh, I have it. You have we'll it already? playing it tonight. <laughs> yes! So we've got Mrs. Miller's new Christmas album, Silent Night, Deadly Night soundtrack, Ton in a Christmas Sweater, exclusive interviews with Mrs. Miller and her kin. This is uh, a Christmas Eve for the ages. It really is. It really is. It sounds that way. I'm excited about it. Uh... I just, I really hope everyone else is having a wonderful Christmas also. I really do. This year has been crazy and ridiculous, and it's affected everyone in a different way. Uh, but we can all celebrate and enjoy Christmas together. You know they I mean? Like uh, you and me in the same room? Yeah. We're God. in the same room. Isn't that something? We got awesome five count stickers. We got jingle bells that almost make me want to stab my brain. And, uh,. It's just you and me, pal. Friendship. I'm glad. Because, you know, if you're just joining us here and you missed the rest of the shows here for the past few weeks, Ton and I were not allowed to be together in the same room. Because, as I mentioned, I had the virus. The virus. So, uh, I'm all better now, but uh, Ton has shown his true friendship colors, braved the possible catastrophic outcome of being with me and hugging me and nibbling my earlobe and we're gonna make great radio <laughs> together in the same room is that what actually gave you the the crick in your neck All and that, the like... strength to carry on yeah. yes <laughs> oh yeah we've had a couple of weeks of strange shows but uh we're back in action together we did have a bunch of technical difficulties with the whole janky setup that we're using here, but we're we're now making it happen. I hope hopefully this all works out. I'm excited. Well, I just want to say I want to pat myself on the back and say that I contracted a disease that is potentially as deadly as the Spanish flu. Yeah. Worst pandemic we've seen in over a hundred years. And I said, you know what? I don't care. I'm still doing the five count. Because it needs to be done for the people. And we made it happen. You're just the absolute... So I need a neck rub and a ribbon of some sort. You're an absolute beefcake of a man, Dust. Thank you so much. You have shown your beefiness. Ton, uh, speaking of beefy, we uh, I've, actually that has nothing to do with what we're about to hear. But we do have one of our exclusive interviews with Mrs. Miller. We have two of them. And they're, they're from a long time ago. Mm. Unfortunately, Mrs. Miller is no longer with us, but we yeah. did have an opportunity to speak with her on a few occasions way back in the day, and we're going to hear both of those, and we're going to hear one of them right now. Are you ready? I am so ready. Mrs. Elva Miller here on The Five Count. Now, I'm happy to introduce one of America's newest singing sensations, Miss Elva Miller, whose new Capitol album, Miss Miller's Greatest Hits, is sweeping the country. Mrs. Miller, it certainly is a pleasure to welcome you to the five count. Thank you very much. I imagine you're quite pleased with the outcome of this new album of yours. Oh, I just can't believe it. What about Mr. Miller? How does he feel about the album? Well, I <clears throat> I hope that he's proud of it, but uh, its music is sort of taken for granted in our house, and 
we don't, uh, you know, we don't discuss it much. It's just we listen a great deal to music, you know, and uh, all kinds of music. Uh-huh. But, of course, you know, he is the one that, he's kept me at this thing because he thinks everyone ought to have a hobby. And, of course, you know, when you go to a professional studio and record, someone has to pay the bill. Well, Mr. Miller always paid the bill. <laughs> <laughs> Well, it's a good thing because it's turned out to be a rather rewarding investment for him, wouldn't you say? Well, Mr. Miller is now retired. Oh, really? Yes, he's retired now. How nice. Well, now, about your whistling, Mrs. Miller. <laughs> well, I've just been whistling around the house for ever since I was just, uh, oh, you know, six, seven years old, and I don't know. I, I just sort of take it for granted. But I understand you have a rather unusual way of preparing yourself for whistling sessions. Isn't that right? Well, I never thought anything about it until they started mentioning it, you know, after this record was made. But uh, uh, the studio noticed that uh, I had ice with me. And, of course, they wanted to know what, why, why I had it with me and how did I use it. But, um, you see, it's warm weather. Uh-huh. And, you know, during the warm weather, your hands are larger and your feet are larger. And so, Well, um, the higher the pitch when you whistle, the smaller the opening. Well, if your flesh is swollen a bit from the warm weather, well, you can't make the opening small enough to reach the high notes. But all you do then is take a piece of ice and hold it in your mouth a little while, and it cools off and contracts. And then you can make the opening small enough to get up to your... High notes? Uh-huh. Gee, I know it's a little warm in the studio here right now, but could you just whistle a little bit for us, huh? Oh, no, I couldn't do that. Well, I mean, just to demonstrate to our listeners how it would sound if you didn't use the ice. You know, just to, uh... Well, I don't know where that would be possible. Not. I've never tried it. I don't... Well, I'm sure everybody understands that you're not prepared. And besides, I have your recording of Downtown all set to play. So I think it might be interesting... Uh-huh. You know, just to see the difference. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. Anything. Happy birthday. Anything you like. Yeah. Let's see him. See, I can't get the high notes. If we only had an ice cube right now, huh, Mrs. Miller? Ha, ha, ha. Do whistlers always have this kind of trouble when the temperature isn't just right? Oh, all the time. Well, I guess you're going to have to carry ice with you just about everywhere you go from now on. Well, uh, you know, if the weather's cool, you don't have to. If these air con the room's air-conditioned or the weather is cool, you don't have to. I see. Well, Mrs. Miller, it's been very nice having you with us here. Do you think you might be by this way again sometime soon? Maybe. Maybe. Well, good. Uh-huh. So? So, maybe we'll be seeing you again, then. I hope so. Thank you for being with us. It was my pleasure, and thank you. Our special guest, the popular Mrs. Elva Miller. And here she is to sing Downtown, one of Mrs. Miller's greatest hits. Making you know me, you can always go. Down, 
Mrs. Miller, it's time for us to take a break for the news, and then we'll be back. Hi, this is Adrian King. I'm Alice from Friday the 13th, and you're listening to The Five Count.
Santa's waiting, Christmas Eve is slowly fading. Can you hear him in the night? Close the door, turn out the light. Santa's watching, Santa's creeping. Now you're nodding, now you're sleeping. Were you good for mom and dad? Santa knows if you've been bad. There might be a treat for you in Santa's bag of toys. But Christmas won't be fun and games for naughty girls and boys. Santa's watching, Santa's waiting, everybody's celebrating. Did you do your best this year?
this is Jeffrey Combs, Dr. Herbert West from Reanimator fame, and you're listening to The Five Counts. Wake up, we're back. 
I am so ready. It's Christmas time. We have Christmas bells. Ton can't play them because he's got some sort of Christmas handicap. I don't really understand it myself. I, I play saw him just a little bit. He's got tonitis. I'll give you a little taste. Listen, Ton, uh, I saw Pantera five times before I was 18. I am familiar with the ailment known as tonitis, but that's not going to stop me from having a Merry Christmas. Yes. You're, see, again, absolute beefcake. You know why that is, Ton? Why? Because it's always Christmas on the one side of the door. <laughs> Yeah, dude. That was uh, side A from the new Silent Night, Deadly Night soundtrack from 1984 Publishing. That's that's a really uh, a really crap movie with a great okay. soundtrack. Uh, that is an incorrect statement and does not necessarily reflect the views of me or my parent affiliates. Well, it's the type of crap movie that you like that's like funny and is enjoyable in a certain way. A certain way, it's that's a top five Christmas film, Tom. It's okay. What do I you don't mean know top you five? At all. You what know what? I should have stayed in bed. I wait can't a second. Did did anyone else send in this question? Can we talk about the top five right now? Did Billy Floyd shouts ask us the top five Christmas movies? Uh, no, he has a different question for you, but it's not Christmas movie related. Okay, so let's just go over this now. Silent Night, Deadly Night is one of the is the top five. What is the other top five? Jingle All the Way. Yep, that's up there. Santa with Muscles. Uh, that makes top ten, but not top five. Probably. Really? Sorry. Silent Night, Deadly Night is above Santa with Muscles. Oh yeah. Okay, what else? Uh, I'd put Home Alone on there. Okay. And uh, Gremlins, obviously. Uh huh. How many is that? That's four. So what's the fifth one? I don't. That's what I'm saying. You got Silent Night, Deadly Night, Jingle All the Way, Gremlins. What else did you say? Home Alone. Christmas Vacation, I guess. That's the movie people love. Santa with Muscles is way down there. What do you mean people love? I'm talking about you, Dust. Okay, well, Santa with Muscles might be like number six. Wow. Can I do what you you now? Now you're. It's just unbelievable. Where in that where in that sorting is is Silent Night Deadly Night? Is Silent Night Deadly Night better than Gremlins? No. No, obviously not. Well, it's not obvious. I mean, it's, oh, it's very obvious to me. All right. Well, just you thought I was going to say Die Hard. Well, Die Hard's a good one. Yeah. Ah, but but that's a popular opinion. I think you're just trying to be kooky by saying that's your favorite Christmas movie because no. it's not because it's an action film and it's funny to say that I get it but I it's didn't not as say good that as Silent Night Deadly Night Ton you're being naughty and you will be punished <laughs> naughty <laughs> that is pretty good when that happens um I didn't say Die Hard was in my top five dust I never said that you didn't even ask me what my top five was because you got all hostile on me. You didn't even ask a guy. Ho, ho, hostile. Well, I'm just saying I don't think Silent Night, Deadly Night is in there. Okay, so then what is? Batman Returns? Gremlins is definitely in there. And probably Part 2 because they're both excellent, right? Aren't they both excellent? Yes, but Gremlins 2 is not a Christmas film. Well, who no, cares? No, come on now. Who cares? Isn't it Christmas time when, they fir- when it first starts? Now you're just making up like stuff. Like right at the beginning? I don't believe so. Okay, maybe I maybe I'm Okay, so not Gremlins 2. We got Gremlins 1. We got Jingle All the Way, obviously. Ob. 
right? National Lampoon's Christmas Vacation. That's just part of it. It's just in there. Said that one. It has to be in there because it's great. Rocky Four. Sure. <laughs> I mean, why not? Rocky Part Four. What about Santa Claus the movie? Nobody except for you likes that film. I'm I love sorry. that movie. What is the problem? John Lithgow is like one of the greatest Christmas villains of all time in that movie. The guy from Harry and the Hendersons? Yeah. Uh, if you say so. John Lithgow. He's an awesome actor. Okay. I love that. <laughs> Nobody knows that movie either. I tell them that. I tell people, oh, what, uh, what's one of your favorite Christmas films? And I always just say Santa Claus the movie. Oh, yeah, that Tim Allen movie? No, it's not the Tim Allen. That is the Santa Claus which those are fine and entertaining also, but this is Santa Claus the movie. Yeah, you dummies. It's awesome. De- Dudley Moore, John Lithgow. It's great. Ton, we do have a mailbag question from Billy Floyd Shouts, if you're interested. I am. He would like to know, well, he says 2020 was a weird year for music. Yeah. As it was for everything else. Having an ample amount of home time this year, I listened to a lot of new, new to me at least, artists. My question for you, do you have any 2020 album recommendations or new artists you discovered this year? Love, Billy Floyd Shouts. Under the Mistletoe. That's a really good question, actually. That's a great question, Billy Floyd Shouts. Uh, The problem is my answer is not ever going to be up to snuff on it because I... I haven't been uh, trying to seek out the new stuff nearly as much as I have in the past. Not at all. I've kind of had a really... I personally have had like a really strange year of music listening. You know what's something weird? Maybe this is weird. Maybe this won't be weird to you, Dust. That you listen to seven hours of Government Mule every day? No, but I... When I think back now... I think I have listened to nothing but Prince for at least about, I don't know, probably six or seven months of this year. Like, I didn't listen to any, like, random radio or anything. I listened to nothing but Prince albums and live shows and stuff. But those are new albums from stuff this that year. I, yeah, those so are. those count. Okay. Well, okay. that stuff, that Sign of the Times set... I, dude, I listened to just that set that you gave me for like, I don't know, like two months of just that thing. Maybe more than two. I don't even know. Like a long time <laughs> of just that, which is interesting even to me to think about. But uh, yeah, other than that, um, it's hard for me to say. That new Deerhoof album was really pretty good. The new Flaming Lips album was a major letdown, just like you said. And it took Sorry. me several listens even to, to fully commit myself to it being a letdown. But so here's my major advice. If you like the Flaming Lips, um, particularly older stuff or perhaps even into uh, Embryonic, if you like that stuff, um, and you're thinking about getting the new album, don't buy the Flaming Lips album and buy the new Deerhoof album because the new Deerhoof album is exactly what you hoped the Flaming Lips album would be. There you have it. Hey, the new Cat Bath EP that just came out last oh, week. Oh, yeah. I, that's good. I didn't get to listen to that, but I bet it's awesome because Cat Bath rocks, dude. I remember seeing them. We saw them together 
And I was completely like, cat bath? What the heck? And then they completely rocked. Like, they were awesome. I would say, Floyd Shouts, the two obvious choices for me this year would be the soundtrack to Silent Night, Deadly Night from 1984 Publishing, and also the new Mrs. Miller album, A Christmas Gift from Mrs. Miller, and other stocking stuffers. Those two albums came out this year and are definitely amazing, and in fact, we're playing them all tonight on the program. Thank you. That's wonderful. It's Christmas time, Ton. We uh, try to spread some cheer. You're always trying to spread everything, but especially (laughs) cheer around this time of year. Spreading cheer. You know, I was listening to uh, the Santa Claus the Movie record just the other night. Where'd you get that from? From you, my good friend. Hey, Hey! It was excellent. Love it. Thank you so much. Oh, I thought there was more to that story. I, well, the more to the story is I was listening to that very awesome record um, and enjoying myself, and my three-year-old daughter came in and was like, what are you doing to listen to this stuff, you wuss? I need some rock and roll, and immediately put in Boston and then proceeded to grab a glow stick and turn off all the lights and completely rock. If you can well, imagine that. She's, I can, Ton, because when it comes to Boston and when it comes to Ton, you don't look back. It was ridiculous. My daughter is insane about rock and roll music right now and glow stick parties. That's what she does all the time. It's Got like it. every day. Is it possible she might be one of the true punks? That's maybe. I don't know. I mean, I went to a lot of raves in my day. Also, I mean, I get it. It makes sense that she's my daughter, but I didn't show her that stuff. It's just like in the blood. But it's like raves with seventies and eighties rock and prog rock for some reason. I don't even I don't even know. Ton, uh, we've got another question if you have time. I do. This one is from one of our other patrons who join us on the Five Count Patreon, associate producer Tiffany Reinitz. Oh Tiffany, has an thank important you so much. Question. Yeah. When you eat your peanut butter blossoms at Christmas time, what is correct? A chocolate star? Or Hershey's Kiss. I have my own opinion. Please discuss on air. Yikes, dude. Ton, you're a connoisseur of baked goods that don't have flour or fun in them. Yeah. Um, dude, that is that. Oh, man. Tiffany, I don't want to give the answer. I mean, I'm going to give some kind of answer. But that's a sensitive subject, I feel like, to a lot of people. Here's the deal. I ate some peanut butter blossoms just this week, and they have stars in them. They were gifted to me. They have stars. But let me tell you something. The stars, typically, it totally depends on the person who makes that cookie and who purchases the stars. The stars can be totally crap chocolate. They can be garbage chocolate. Here's something I'm going to let you little kitties out there listening in on, okay? I'm going to let you in on something. Brock's candies, especially chocolates, is garbage chocolate. It's not good chocolate. So you have that little Brock's star on there, some other off-brand, and it's just not not the fulfillment you're looking for. Then you end up eating like 16 of these peanut butter blossoms looking for that beautiful, luscious, chocolatey fulfillment, and you just don't get it. I grew up with just the kisses on there. Just the big old Hershey's Kiss. I'm not saying Hershey's is phenomenal chocolate, but it's definitely better than that other star's garbage, usually most of the time, and it's a little bit more chocolate. That's my opinion. Well, Ton, I would agree with that, except 
Not everyone grew up rich like you and could afford Hershey's Kisses on their cookies. <laughs> uh, for people like me, and I'm guessing possibly Tiffany, who grew up on the dirty, disgusting streets of Lesueur Henderson, uh, poor people got a giant bag of Brax chocolate stars, and that's what everybody used back in the 80s because uh, that was the efficient way to cook your blossoms. Now... That candy, that chocolate, totally number two-y. Yes. But that's how they were made. And I can't uh, I can't go against the Blossom Green. I'm sorry. Oh, man. Oh, Even man. though I don't like them, I'll still continue to make them that way because it's tradition to make bad cookies that people don't like but will politely eat and then throw most of them away when they get home. Yeah. Well, I'm just saying that's my opinion. And I definitely, you know more than anybody, it, with all facades aside. Facades? Yes, that I grew up pretty poor. So it's not like we had those cookies all that often. I think I, I think it was my grandmother who always made those and had the kisses in them. And I thought they were great. But also, um, here's a big, a big thing that's an issue for me as well. The peanut butter cookie has to be quality also. Which, in a lot of circumstances, that cookie is, like, way lackluster. So you got to have, like, a really delicious peanut butter cookie with a Hershey's Kiss on top of there. And then it's like, boom. That is an entirely different cookie than the stuff you, you typically normally have. Well, there you go, Tiffany. I'd just like to say for the record, as everyone probably has guessed, and I know personally, Tun's mom gives the best kisses. So there you go. <laughs> <laughs> nice. Okay, let me just let me just piggyback here, Dust, really quick. Peppercocker cookies. What did you call me? Peppercocker is that, is that even how you say it? I would never say something like would that. Would you, especially on the radio? Is it peppercocker or would you do gingerbread? Are they similar? Isn't that a similar? I've never cookie? heard this term before in my life. Oh, it's like a Norwegian cookie, and it's like a it's like a. To me, I think of it like a blonde version of a of a gingerbread. This sounds made up. Dude, it, look it up. I will not. Pe- pepper, pepper cacker. Pepper this is cacker. America, Tom, not Norwegian. We don't make cookies with Dude, obscene look, titles. But look at the podcasting. We're probably huge in Norway. Just embrace it. Also, shout out to Norway. Nordic socks, amazing. The best socks I've ever experienced in my life. They fit the best I have ever experienced. They don't get my feet too hot. They don't get them too cold. Nordicsocks.com. If you're listening, please send me some more socks because I just plugged you right there. Wow. Well, there you go, Ton. Thanks thanks for that. We should probably move on because we've got another exclusive interview tonight. Let's do it. It's Christmas Eve. We're talking with Jeff Springer. He's the nephew of Mrs. Miller. He's the guy behind the new Mrs. Miller album, the first one in 50 years, a Christmas gift from Mrs. Miller. Let's hear all about it, shall we? Yes. He might be from Norway also, so listen up. We are joined on the phone today by Jeff Springer. He is the great nephew of the one and only Mrs. Elva Miller. Yes, uh, Mrs. Miller has got a new album out, believe it or not. It's called A Christmas Gift from Mrs. Miller and Other Stocking Stuffers. Hey, Jeff, how's it going today? Good. Thanks a lot for joining me today. I appreciate it. Yeah, yeah, no problem. Yeah, it's it's interesting to talk about. (laughs) Yeah, well, let's uh, talk a bit about uh, the new Mrs. Miller album, A Christmas Gift from Mrs. Miller and 
other stocking stuffers. Can you tell the listeners a bit about it? Yeah, it's been, um, I've been, um, let me start again. Um, well, I'm um, great nephew of Mrs. Miller, and you know, through the family, I've just known of her story for years. And then I started um, researching more about what had happened. And so, over the last twenty years or so, I've always been like looking for uh, television show appearances and possibly thinking about making a documentary. And you know, did a website about her and. So and through that process, had found um, some new recordings had popped up um, that were saved from the earthquake that she was um, in in Northridge, California. So that they kind of were um, tucked away in the back of uh, you know family um, garages and things. So uh, found some recording tapes from some early sessions in the early '60s, and then found an acetate of, of blue velvet and. Um, and then also had um, some of the 45s that she released in 1971. So we, we decided to kind of put those all together into an album. And since we had so much Christmas stuff, it was nice to kind of organize it around a, a Christmas theme. Yeah, the story of how all this came together is incredible. Just kind of finding things here and there. And, you know, it's been 50 years, I think, almost since the last uh, Mrs. Miller official album. I mean, why was... Now the the right time to get these songs out there. Um, well, I mean, we wanted to get it for Christmas, so that that time of the year. But um, but yeah, it just it kind of finally came together. So it's something that we've been working on for the last few years. And but you know, it took a long time to get the um, the tapes transferred because I you know I wanted to do it professionally, and and so there wasn't any danger of them being destroyed. And so it just you know it just took a long time to get there. But um, yeah, I'm not. There wasn't any particular reason why this year, in particular. Maybe after a hard 2020, everyone needs a little Mrs. Miller. <laughs> well, it's uh, it's amazing the resurgence in popularity um, Mrs. Miller has had over the years. As far as you know, it sounds like this is probably the absolute last stuff to be released from her, or, or is there maybe more stuff out there? I mean, there's some other stuff. I mean, I there I do have other stuff. Um, yeah, whether we would do another album, I'm not sure. So, um, uh, I mean, Justin Martell from um, Ship to Shore Phono Company um, has expressed interest in doing more. So, yeah, per- perhaps there will be more in the future. Awesome. Again, uh, Jeff Springer is with us. He is the uh, the nephew of the the great Mrs. Miller, and we're talking about the new album, a Christmas gift from Mrs. Miller and other stocking stuffers. Uh, Jeff, can you tell us a bit about, you know, having Mrs. Miller as an aunt? Did you uh, know much about her fame, I guess, when, when you were growing up? No, not, I didn't really, um, she wouldn't really talk about it too much. Um, I mean, I heard a lot of it from my mom, who had actually lived with her during high school. So my mom had driven her to the um, Does Her Thing recording sessions and the photo shoot for the, the infamous album cover with the Green Brownies, and then... You know, but a lot of um, her time, even w- her fame was a bit elusive. And even my mom would talk about how she would, you know, just be watching TV and suddenly she was on The Tonight Show. And so she wouldn't really talk about it too much. And so when we would go see her when I was when I was a kid, um, I would bring it up, but she, she rarely would talk about it too much. And I'm not sure why. I don't think that she was like ashamed of it or anything. I think that it was just something that was in the past for her so 
Yeah, it is incredible to think, you know, you go from singing in church, you know, kind of as a hobby to suddenly being on the billboard charts, you know, hanging out with Ed Sullivan. Uh, it's a crazy series of events, uh, the, the way uh, things unfolded for her. Oh, yeah. I mean, no, it, was, it was a quick, um, yeah, amazing, you know, 18 months or so, I'm sure that it was, you know, especially... Um, with her background coming from from Kansas and and you know being out in Claremont and then suddenly she's you know you know traveling around going to Hawaii and New York and you know all these places so and you know there was a lot of talk about just um, Lois Block who who had was a uh, Fred Bach who is her um, arranger um, would travel with her often and she would talk about how you know when they went to New York it was just like the you know the um, you know, how they had been once before, but it was just, you know, like a totally new experience. So I think, yeah, I think it was, it was, but it was also, I think she really enjoyed it all. Well, and I've read the stories of, you know, how the record label maybe purposely kind of set her up to, to maybe sabotage some of the recordings or make her sound bad in the studio. And, you know, I guess I understand that's why a lot of people might've liked her music, but I, I always felt bad when I, when I read stuff like that. Yeah, um, yeah, I think that there was, you know, she she said that, you know, th they would, you know, speed things up or take a first take or things like that. So, um, yeah, it was, I mean, I think it was, you know, there was a lot of humor at her expense, um, especially in the beginning. But I think that she kind of, you know, embraced the joke to some extent um, as time went on. And so I think that she really did enjoy, like, entertaining a crowd and, and so... Um, so yeah, I think it was enjoyable for her. Yeah, I think that says a lot about her character, you know, being a good sport about that. And, you know, even after she became kind of wise to what was going on. But, you know, after she retired from the music business, it seems like she um, didn't miss a beat, as you mentioned, just kind of sort of went right back to, uh, to the life she had led before the fame. And it just kind of went on and didn't really mention it all that much. Yeah, I mean, I think that she, you know, she really enjoyed going to, you know, see music and, and so, and, and that, those are the years I remember her, you know, um, so I think that, yeah, she, her life went on and, I mean, she lost her, her husband during that, those years, but, um, so she was a bit alone, um, but, you know, that's why we would go visit her a lot and everything, so, um, my mom was very close to her and so we would drive out and, and spend the day with her quite a bit, so, um. But yes, I think she's just an incredibly generous person and and was always there for, for family and everything. So, Well, Jeff, uh, could we see anything else, maybe from uh, Mrs. Miller in the coming years? I know I've, I've heard there was a film in the works, or, you know, maybe like a DVD of her TV show appearances or, or anything like that. Could we see something like that come out? Yeah, I could see something like that. I mean, I've, I've put a lot of work into, you know, I, I make documentaries, so I was always interested in doing something about her. But it's it's just, you know, licensing that kind of footage is a bit tricky and expensive. So it's hard to know that unless you have a budget up front that you can, like, you know, actually finish the project. So, but the process I've gone through is just, you know, I've I've gotten a lot of, you know, different... Um, whether it be photos or TV show appearances or different things from her. So um, I'm hoping that there's maybe something else to do with that kind of stuff. Um, but, um, but yeah, we'll see. Um, we'll see how this album does. Awesome. Yeah, it's, it's great that um, all this stuff is being compiled and you're keeping her uh, legacy going. And, you know, obviously with YouTube and, you know, how 
so many people have access to things nowadays you could never have another mrs miller so it was definitely a very uh interesting time in our history for sure yeah <laughs> well jeff you mentioned um you know being a filmmaker what's next for you is there anything else in the works that we should be uh, looking out for um, very, very different stuff. Um, I'm, I'm working on a movie about uh, freestyle kayakers in Georgia, and, um, and I just um, most recently had done a, a film about um, aquatic, semi-aquatic rodents in Louisiana, to, to like an environmental horror film in a way, so <laughs> um, called Rodents of Unusual Size. So yeah, very different than the Mrs. Miller story, but, um, but yeah, well, um, but you know, I'm hoping that there's some way that can tell this, this story on film. Well, where's the best place to go uh, if the listeners uh, want to hear about some of this other stuff you got going on? Um, I have a website, jeffspringer.com, that you could check out. Um, but, um, yeah, and, and yeah, I think that's probably the best, yeah. Awesome. Well, again, uh, the new Mrs. Miller album, A Christmas Gift from Mrs. Miller and other stocking stuffers is out. And it definitely looks great, and it's great to have a lot of this stuff that I've kind of read exists, but... You know, obviously, maybe a handful of people have the copies, and, and now it can be out there for all the fans. And it's uh, definitely great that you got this all put together. Yeah, it's interesting. Even for me, there was um, there's a mention of the Blue Velvet recording um, in a book, and and so it it was out. The kind of the information was kind of out there, and then when it finally popped up, and it was something in the Blue Velvet popped up way later, and and this is only like a few years ago. And so it was just a really unexpected thing to happen. And so, you know, you read about these things and then suddenly like, oh, there's the recording. So it's been, you know, quite a journey for me, um, you know, reading about some of these things and then you finally get to, to hear them or see them. Definitely. Well, I'm sure uh, Mrs. Miller is, is proud of you and uh, definitely we're excited for this new album. Thank you so much, Jeff. I appreciate your time. Yeah, no, thank you. And again, that was Jeff Springer, the nephew of the late, great Mrs. Miller, and her new album, A Christmas Gift from Mrs. Miller and Other Stocking Stuffers, is available now. This is Mrs. Miller. That's a note from my new album, and here is an entire song from it. Now you know Dasher and Dancer and Prancer, and Vixen, Comet, and Cupid, and Donner, and Blitzen. But do you recall the most famous reindeer of all? Rudolph the Red-Nosed Reindeer has a very shiny nose and if you ever saw it you would even say it glows all of the other reindeer used to laugh and call him names they never let poor Rudolph join in any reindeer game Foggy Christmas Eve, Santa came to say, Rudolph, with your nose so bright, won't you guide my sleigh tonight? Then how the reindeer 
as they shouted out with glee. Rudolph, the red-nosed reindeer, you'll go down in history. <laughs> Are you going to play a Mrs. Miller record now? Be one. 
Mrs. Miller, the stock market goes up and the stock market goes down. And we'll bring you today's action here on this station.
Listen to this and keep listening for the news. Here comes Santa Claus, here comes Santa Claus, right down Santa Claus Lane. Bitsin and blitzin and all the reindeer pulling on the rain. Bells are ringing, children singing. Santa Claus comes tonight. Here comes Santa Claus, here comes Santa Claus, right down Santa Claus Lane. He's got a bag that's filled with toys for boys and girls again. Hear the sleigh bells jingle, jangle, what a beautiful sight. Jump in bed, cover up your head. Santa Claus comes you going to play a Mrs. Miller record? It's about time. Oh 
the weather's just darling <laughs> we ought to identify ourselves i'm mrs miller <laughs> i just came back from a lovely trip along the Milky Way. I stopped off at the North Pole to spend a holiday. I called on dear old Santa Claus to see what I could see. He took me to his workshop and told his plans to me. Now Santa is a busy man. He has no time to play. He's got millions of stockings to fill on Christmas Day. You better write your letter now and mail it right away. Because he's getting ready, his reindeer and his sleigh. You better watch out, you better not cry, you better not pout, I'm telling you why. Santa Claus is coming 
to town He's making a list and checking it twice Gonna find out who's naughty or nice Santa Claus is coming to town He sees you when you're sleeping He knows when you're awake He knows if you've been good or bad So be good for goodness sake You better watch out You better not cry You better not pout I'm telling you why Santa Claus is coming to town with little tin horns and little toy drums, rooty toot toots and rummy tum tums. Santa Claus is coming to town, and curly head dolls that toddle and coo, elephant boots and kitty cars too. Santa Claus is coming to town. The kids in girl and boy land will have a jubilee. They're gonna build a toy land town all around the Christmas tree. You better watch out, you better not you better not pout, I'm telling you why Santa Claus is coming to town. Mrs. Miller, and here is a cut from my newest album. I hope you'll like it. Oh, 
on Merry Christmas. Thank you so much, Dust. That was Mrs. Miller from the new Mrs. Miller album, A Christmas Gift from Mrs. Miller. Aww. It was like 50 years since the last Mrs. Miller album. We just heard from her nephew, Jeff Springer. Go to MrsMillersWorld.com, I believe it is, and order that album. It's awesome. Is it related to Jerry Springer or... Uh, that I couldn't tell you. Okay. I'm guessing there are other Springers in the world. I've never met another Justin with an O. So there is that. There is that, yes. Thank you. Ton, did you see on thefivecount.com that we had an exclusive interview with John Schneider, better known to you as Bo Duke from the Dukes of Hazard? That's amazing. I did not see it. Well, it's uh, it's up on the website, on the podcast thingies, on YouTube, and all that stuff. I need to go there immediately. He's got a new movie called Stand On It. It's Stand. basically like a Smokey and the Bandit type film. But modern? He's like trying to do what Smokey and the Bandit did in the movie, but like in real life, except it's also a movie. And I know it sounds confusing, but it's right up your alley. It kind of sounds like it. Breaker 1-9, Ton, get on it, man. You'll love it. Stand on it. John Schneider. Wow. You want to hear some sad news? Yes. Uh, Here's some sad news. Thanks to uh, all the stuff happening this year and COVID-19, took out one of my all-time heroes, Tiny Lister, a.k.a. Zeus. Wow. He died from COVID. Really? Way to go, Obama or whoever's in charge of this. Just happened, man. No holds barred. It's Tun's third favorite film, right behind Shawshank Redemption and In the Army Now, starring Pauly Shore. That's crazy. Wow. I really want to say also that you really got to stop blaming stuff on Obama because we're already four years after his administration. Oh, yeah. Um, That's pretty... I didn't hear that at all. From COVID, even. It just happened this past week. Wow. I just met him a couple of years ago. Yeah. And I had his phone. I still have his phone number in my wallet. Oh. But I was too afraid to cold call Zeus. So we never had him on the show. Oh. But he was an intense dude. And I was like, I'm not just going to randomly call Zeus and be like, hey, pal, how you doing? You should have done it. 
Well, now, obviously, looking back, yes, we should have done it. Yes. But at the time, I was like, I don't want Zeus pissed at me. You should have called him, Dust. You should have gave me his number. What's the worst that could happen? He hangs up on us? Maybe. I have his number still in my pocket. Well, we can't call him now. No, but we can pay tribute to Zeus. Uh, we should probably do that. We don't have much time. Well, rest in peace, Zeus, is what I meant to say. We have a watch-along of No Holds Barred. Is that on our Patreon page? I don't know. You remember we did that? You don't even remember. This yeah, I know. I remember us. To the rest of your <laughs> I remember us doing that. I just don't remember if. I don't know if you have it on the Patreon page. I think it's on Patreon. Okay. Ted and I do a watch along with No Holds Barred. Yeah, man. It's our own commentary track. Good Which show. we were not, I guess, really qualified to do one of those, but we did it anyway. Yes, we did. So check that out on Patreon. A lot of other stuff on Patreon. Since I was on my COVID vacation, we kind of missed a week of the uh, Five Count Co-op, but we're going to pick those back up here, so sorry about that. Yes, we are. Todd, I got something for you. Do we have time for this? I know we got a lot of stuff packed into the show, so we're not, like, really uh, allotted a lot of time to goof around here. I got some stuff for you that I got in the mail. Both of these things are for me? They're from Lori Dawn Ceramics. Is this note to me or just to you? Well, you can read it, Ton. I don't... To my fave radio studs. Thank you with a heart. Another another P.S. James for... Oh, ho, ho, ho. I'm a little irked by that, by the way. For Ton, let's take bets on how long it lasts. Oh my gosh. Can I just say that I'm a pretty sizable James Brown fan? Yes. I've made several orders from Loredan Ceramics, oh. and now Ton is being gifted his second James Brown ornament. I still have yet to get one. Wow. He'll break it before he Dude, gets home. Dude, look at it, too. It's like really awesome. It's even better than my memory of the original one. Look at his hair. Look at how sweet his hair is. Dude. I need to get one of those. Can wow. I buy one? I'll buy one. Oh. So if you Lori, want. thank you so much. You can go to Lori Dawn Ceramics and you can get the five count ornament. Her- it's a Christmas ornament, but you probably aren't going to get it before Christmas if you order it now. But you could still order it and save it for next year or hang it from the mirror of your car or just do whatever you want with it. I don't know. Oh, Dude. The little five-count one is awesome. What? How did she do this? She had to have, like, 3D printed our logo or something to get it perfect like that? Dude, it's perfect, and it's a perfect size where it won't be too heavy on the branch? That's amazing. Lori, you are amazing. Holy cow. She is really doing some seriously good work. That thing is like perfection. Wow. Thank you so much. I And that's, I mean, I know I run into this all the time, even at my workplace when I tell people thank you so much. And apparently it just sounds like I'm not really sincere, but I am. I am so sincere, especially when it comes to you, Lori. I really, I hope you were listening last week when I talked about our our card. Look at this. Look at her little in the back there. It's amazing. It's gorgeous. Just go to LoriDonceramics.com. Get yourself some beautiful pieces of work. Thank you so much, Lori. This is amazing. 
I've ordered three of them already. I really, wow. I'm really very impressed. Ton, I'm impressed with your memory of uh, all things, most notably what happened in the history of this program. I have no idea what happened. <laughs> like 10 years ago? It wasn't a joke, Ton. I'm, yes, 10 years, Ton. You know why? Do you know why? Do you have any clue? No idea. Do you remember this part of the program where we go back 10 years in five-count history? Yes, I do. Oh, good, because this is the part of the program where we go back 10 years in five-count history. Yes, it was Christmassy even 10 years ago. December 18th, 2010. Christmas time. It was a five-count Christmas, to be exact. Wow. And uh, it was a two-hour broadcast, which was not the norm back then. But Yeah. So we retold the story of the Gremlins. We all gathered around the radio to hear the classic Christmas tale, the one that was uh, retold by our friends at Hardee's. Remember those records? Yes. Well, that happened 10 years ago. It was, uh, well, it says here, Five Count 2010, The Final Fright. Because <laughs> it's kind of scary for ton. <laughs> That's awesome. We also discussed our favorite holiday traditions, talked about Tun's long-standing feud with Frank Stallone and Cool Mo D, and we considered digging up James Brown. Well, that's apropos. We just uh, had an ornament by him. Wow. And we tried our best to spill Christmas cheer all over the place. I'm guessing we probably succeeded. <laughs> that's great. That was 10 years ago, Tun. Lots of Christmas favorites. Man, this is probably the most Christmassy radio program in all of the land, or at least the southern portion of the state that we currently reside in. Definitely. I would say definitely. Well, that's awesome. A five-count Christmas. It sounds like we had a great time. That was ten years ago, Ton, and five-count Christmas. And now we're back. That's my line. And now we're back. <laughs> Oh, well, we better get to some tunes before we get out of here. We've got a a very special segment right now. It's another exclusive interview with Mrs. Miller. We just unearthed it. Let's do it. We thought it was lost, but we found it. It was in Tun's garage behind uh, his dad's old porno mags. Wow. So let's hear it, shall we? Yes. A few months ago, Capitol Records issued an album entitled Mrs. Miller's Greatest Hits. And in the short time since... Mrs. Miller has become an international sensation. Today, we have her second album called Will Success Spoil Mrs. Miller? We also have Mrs. Miller as our guest, and a pleasure it is, too. Thank you very much. How about that album title, Mrs. Miller? Oh, yes. I um, I still don't quite understand why it's called that. I don't know whether they're kidding me or whether they're serious about something. <laughs> uh. I think they're kidding. Well, a lot has happened to you in the few months since your first album. How do you like being a famous person? Well, it's wonderful. And um, I I just don't know what to say. I don't feel like a celebrity, but um, of course all the things that come along with it are just wonderful. Has this new fame made a big difference in your home life? No, it really hasn't because... um, The situation is so now that, um, you know, that uh, we don't have any young children in the home, you know, and and, uh, everything seems to be running quite smoothly for us. Is Mr. Miller happy about it? Well, yes. um, 
I don't know. Sometimes, you know, he thinks it's a little rough, my being away from home so much, but um, he really is on my side. <laughs> is he a part of the act, too? Yes. He watches the papers and cuts out the clippings. <laughs> and in your small town of Claremont, California, how have the neighbors reacted to having a celebrity next door? Oh, they think it's just wonderful that I'm having a career this time in life. <laughs> Has there been any change in their attitude towards you? Oh, no. Everyone's the same. They'll stay the same as long as I do, you know? <laughs> I suppose you have even more friends than ever now, right? Well, yes, I have made uh, several acquaintances among the uh, world, of in the world of entertainment, and we've made some very good friends. I think that's wonderful. Oh, yes. They're always quite well informed, you know, and uh, they've traveled considerably, and um, we find very interesting. You've been traveling a bit yourself, I read. Fulfilling nightclub engagements and even a movie, is that right? Yes, I did. I did uh, with uh, Warner Brothers. I did the cool ones. I played the role of uh, the uh, wardrobe mistress, and um, she uh, was a, a particular friend of the girl who uh, played the leading role. I did a guest spot for Universal a few months ago, but this is the first film. I can't wait to see that, Mrs. Miller. And all your new activities, what's the most satisfying thing about them? Well, of course you know... Um, I have, I'm having contact with teenagers, which I didn't have before. I hear from them from all over the United States. They stop me on the street, and I will be in a store, and they will come up to me and talk to me. And, of course, I think this is really wonderful because I like to, um, you know, to talk to the teenagers. They don't mob you and tear your clothes off for souvenirs or anything like that, do they? No, no, they don't go that far. I th I don't think that will ever happen to me. But, um, of course, we do, we do a good deal of signing of autographs. Well, I think we ought to play something from Will Success Spoil Mrs. Miller. What's the album like this time? Well, it's uh, similar to the one before because most of the songs are liked by the teenagers. What songs do you prefer from this album? Well, of course, I like Every Little Movement very much. I like, of course, Strangers in the Night, and then I like Secondhand Rose. And, uh, I like quite a number of them. You want to pick one to play now? Yes. I like Secondhand Rose. Shall we play it? It's just darling. <laughs> okay. okay. Father has a business Strictly second-hand Everything from toothpicks To a baby grand Stuff in our apartment Came from father's store Everything I'm wearing Someone wore before It's no wonder that I feel abused I never get a thing that ain't been used I'm wearing second-hand hats 
second-hand clothes That's why they call me second-hand rose Even the piano in the pool Daddy bought for ten cents on the are going to have a commercial. Hi, this is Linnea Quigley, and I'm listening to The Five Count. It makes my nipples rise.
Christmas fever. How delightful on this eve when saints and angels sing among us. Holly hung just bright and faces bright with Christmas fever. Happy eve of happy day, candles burning, tables full. Crozas filling, wrapping paper, closet stuffed with down and wool. Now's the time to make your vow to help your friends and love your neighbors. Joyful labors when the Christmas fever lends us cheer. On the warmest winter evening, on the warmest winter evening, evening of the year.
This is Michael Gingold of Fangoria, Rue Morgue, and Ad Nauseam, and you're listening to The Five Count. Back ton, sweet little baby ton. 
Oh, yeah. That was, uh, well, that was a lot of songs from the new Silent Night, Deadly Night soundtrack, available from 1984 Publishing. Awesome. And there was that interview. It was really great. With Mrs. Miller. Yes. Her new album, A Christmas Gift from Mrs. Miller, that's also available. Could you tell that we did that interview just a real long time ago? Yeah, I, uh, the audio quality was uh, not up to uh, today's standards, but back then, it, that was top-notch. Top-notch. I think we're done, Ton. It's like the show's over, but it's been great. It's a five-count Christmas Eve. We'll be back next Saturday with uh, part two of a five-count Christmas. Yes, we will. Go to thefivecount.com. Check out everything that we have to offer. Go to YouTube and check out the five-count co-op. That also drops early on Patreon. If you go to Patreon, check us out there. There's a link on thefivecount.com. Just for the low, low price of $1, you can gain access to much, much more than we have on our website or even on YouTube. We have the Five Count at the Movies, which will be debuting a very special Christmas episode. Oh, man. Very soon. Oh, boy. You got to look out for that. Hey, if you uh, get on Patreon now, you can be part of our bonus show. Get a request in, a song request. Remember what I said? If you don't get a request in in time, ton has full jurisdiction of the playlist, and your song will be chosen for you, most likely Damn Yankees. Yes, that's totally true. Other than that, Merry Christmas, Happy New Year, thank you so much to Lori Don, and uh, thank you to all the patrons supporting us. I love all you guys, and we'll see you next year. And rest in peace, Zeus. <laughs>